0: to another episode of pit lane parlay i am your host mike Chocum. frenchies here it's a saturday edition of formula one because i have been running around indianapolis the last couple days at practice for the indy 500 i'm still i'm in this little like recording booth in the back of the media center which is super cool and yeah practice has already started i didn't even watch practice one because i was doing interviews
1: but i don't think you did either did you No, I didn't get up that early this morning, but I'll be watching practice too in about a half hour. I probably
0: will not, so we'll leave that to you. So let's start with trivia. Cody, send him in again. So guys, beat Cody because I don't want to keep saying his name in a positive light at the start of our episodes here. Who has the lowest racing finish in F1 history? Double points if you can name The track, or double points if you can name the Grand Prix, triple points if you can name the year. Lowest finish? Lowest racing finish. So, lowest
1: finishing position while still racing. Uh, He's really doing, like, obscure, weird stuff. I'm going to have to start upping my game. Um, Do you want a hint? Sure. 2011. 2011, the lowest finish. I'm not sure. Naren Karthikeyan finished oh. 24th at the European Grand Prix. So that's the lowest anyone's ever finished in Formula
0: One? And, and still, like, crossed the, the, you know, I'm sure there's guys who finished 26th, but they crashed out or whatever.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So it was not a DNF. He was actually racing till the end of the. Correct. Okay. Well, Narain Karthikeyan was not necessarily known for his, uh, ability, I would say. I mean, I don't yeah, think he does. was awful, <laughs> but I don't know. He was not in good equipment and I don't think he really had the talent anyway. I think he finished in the points once. Yeah, yeah probably. And it was at the 05, uh, U.S. Grand Prix. (laughs) I think he finished like fourth or something there. Yeah, that, that doesn't count then. What's next? So we've got a decent amount of news to get to before we preview Spain. And I'll start with, I guess, the proposal by New York City's mayor... Uh, Mayor Adams, he offered Eric Adams. He offered uh, for F1 basically to come to New York and race on this island, Randall's and Ward's Island. Do you know where that is? Isn't that Rikers? Like where the prison is? I thought Rikers was on Rikers Island. I
0: thought I I thought I I'm, I don't mean where it is. I mean like next to it. Oh, Randall, Yeah, Randall's I think and... so. I. Like, it's in that same general vicinity. I I can't I don't see... I'm looking at a map of this now. What, like, I feel like that's saying, like, yeah, you know, we're going to put in the effort to, like, say we're, we're offering a New York City race. But, like, we don't want, like, New York City to be impacted by it. So, we're going to give you this, like, kind of shitty area... Uh, you have to cross like six bridges just to get there. Yeah, there's some mu- there's some music festivals there, which which are some pretty well known music festivals. But like two
1: psychiatric hospitals and a uh, several homeless shelters. I'm reading.
0: <laughs> I mean, what better place would you want you know a premier sporting event than <laughs> you know a place where there's probably some landfills and uh, smelly
1: garbage. Apparently, it ha- the island has a population of 1,600 people. Whoa. So most of it is parkland. I guess so. I mean, maybe it's nice. I don't know. I don't know much about it, but it looks like it's basically in between Manhattan and Queens. So I don't know. I think Formula E does a better job racing in Brooklyn than this would look. As as cool as I think a New York F1 race would be,
0: you know, back on the East Coast, give me a chance to go home and, you know, maybe take the train up and cover it if the FAA would uh, extend credentials to more than just the same people every weekend. (sighs) But (laughs) yeah, sorry, my throat's a little itchy, Um, but I just feel like New York City is just not built to accommodate something like that like Formula E is one thing it's a cool series and I am growing to really enjoy it but it's not the same scale as F1 yeah. so it sh- I just feel like it's just not right like listen I would love to say Philadelphia let's go to F1 in Philadelphia not a, a not a chance in hell that would make any sense to run it in the square streets of Philadelphia
1: baltimore grand prix (laughs) for f1 oh my god (laughs) they should go to meadowlands you know what just just take bring the meadowlands track back and put formula one on that it's so narrow yeah you know what could go wrong with these giant cars and the fact that i think there's a football
0: stadium there now
1: hasn't there always been a football stadium there
0: well the new stadium is where part of the racetrack used to be i think
1: got it okay like the new stadium that was built, I don't know, it's 10 or 15 years old at this point, but yeah. Remember when Bernie was trying to get uh, a race close to New York and there was like a site at Port Imperial in New Jersey that he was working on in like 2011? God, no. They, they were trying this, I but don't. anyway, Um, Greg Maffey, is that how you say his name correctly? I've heard it pronounced a lot of different ways. The president of Liberty Media. um downplayed the chances of adding a fourth American event and basically shut this idea down before it even got off the ground.
0: That's probably for the best.
1: Yeah. He said uh, he thinks it's very difficult and that Randall's Island is probably not our perfect venue. The reality is that street races in a place like New York are very, very, very hard. Las Vegas is one of the few places in the United States. You could probably get a street race done. It has a different mentality. New York's a wonderful venue, but it's hard to see that they're going to shut Central Park down for us. Yeah, so,
0: I I, I think that's the right path to take. I don't think it's worth it.
1: No, I, I don't either. I think this is Eric Adams seeing the hype around the Miami Grand Prix and trying to jump on the bandwagon. And... I really don't think that New Yorkers would stand for streets being closed. Yeah, next up on the list. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, next up on the list is the other big thing in the news is that Aston Martin, well, a lot of teams are coming to Spain with upgrades. Like, almost every team I was reading has upgrades, and I'm not going to go through the whole list.
0: What's up? Every team except Haas every oh, that team it? has an upgrade at least one upgrade
1: since Haas yes <laughs> <laughs> but they're bringing it at France is what they said right i
0: guess i I, think, I don't know to be honest with you i'm always skeptical i'm still like a little fatigued from the last 3 years of Haas to like believe anything they say so like i'll wait and like literally every other team is like we should probably do Spain and Haas is like we're good but like, are you now? You're going to fall behind a little bit, or maybe fall behind we'll a little bit if the if the upgrades work. I shouldn't jump to conclusions like that. But doom and gloom. Sorry.
1: I hope they don't crack a chassis. Yeah, that would be uh, not good. It's going to be my new catchphrase. Um, <laughs> so, the big story is that Aston Martin has been accused of essentially. Copying Red Bull, and we know that Aston Martin is pretty good at reverse engineering cars because they basically had the pink Mercedes um, in 2020 as racing point. But apparently they've been cleared by the FIA of any wrongdoing. The FIA found that Aston Martin complied with the regulations and their um, new updates are legal. They used CAD checks and I don't know. Apparently, it says they confirmed the processes followed by Aston Martin were consistent with the rules and that the data and processes used to create the update were generated as a result of legitimate, independent work.
0: Didn't they say, like, we saw wind tunnel data from this back in November? So, you know, hard to copy Red Bull at that point. Maybe Red Bull copied Aston Martin. Yeah, maybe we're going to have Spygate Part 2. Yeah. But I do enjoy the pettiness of Red Bull with the green Red Bull cans at the track this morning. I did see that on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, this will be interesting if Aston Martin, I mean, if the designs converge, maybe they're just, you know, actually seeing what Red Bull saw in their development, and maybe they'll actually come up the grid a little bit. But it could be copying. But I don't know. I guess I'll believe the FIA.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll take the FIA on this one. I I don't think there's there's any
1: shadiness going on now, at least with what we know. Aston Martin always seems kind of shady to me just because Lance Stroll, or Lawrence Stroll, I'm sorry, is basically a villain. And he just looks and acts like one. So yeah. I'm I always am a little bit skeptical of their actions because yeah. he seems yeah, like sir. he'd pretty much do anything to move up the grid. Hard to argue that. Fernando Alonso has apparently questioned the competence of F1's new race director and the stewards after Miami. I wonder why. Hmm, did he get a penalty? Oh, wait, two penalties? Oh, yeah. So, first off, I'm pretty
0: sure he's gotten summoned to the stewards already for that. I don't know – I don't know if it's happened yet. So we're recording Friday mid-morning right before practice too. So I don't know if it's happened yet. But I just – like, I get it. You know, you're, you're you're frustrated. But at the same time, like – I mean, he clearly deserved a penalty. So – it, and it happened two weeks ago. Like, why are you talking today? like you're 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 just in there right now to stir up shit and, like purposely, like, get people talking about something that happened two weeks ago. like there's there's zero to gain from whining about it
1: today. He's in or yesterday Spain, it was. at his home track. So he's feeling bold. but he he said that he believes that the penalty was unfair after he cut that corner and got the five second penalty um he says that it was incompetence from the steward they were not very professional i think in miami i missed one corner and then i gave back the time on the lap but obviously you miss missed one corner there is the sector time just after that corner so they saw the the purple and yeah they took the decision without asking for any proof
0: it i got nothing
1: i have nothing nice to say he said it was Fred's, very bad. Fred's on honestly, this week. <laughs> it was very bad, and honestly, I mean, yeah, it's already in the past. Obviously, it's not, Fernando, but it is something that should not happen in Formula 1 with professionalism and standards Formula 1 has right now. This is not going to go over well. Wait, can, we, can we take a quick timeout here? I want to go back to
0: Randall's and Ward's Island in New York City. Go for it. It is the relocation... Of hundreds of thousands of bodies from the Madison Square and Bryant Park graveyards. Obviously, Madison Square Garden is there now. Bryant Park is a very famous and picturesque park in New York City. So, yeah, let's put the body... Let's put the bodies. Let's put the race where there's, like, tens of thousands of corpses underground. Sounds so... Super picturesque to me. Definitely the great place (laughs) for a racetrack.
2: Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis.
0: It's there there is a lot of negative thing I can't I can't say most of these on a public episode, but there is a lot all the way back to like the early eighteen or late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, there's a lot of negative stuff associated with this island. But yeah, let's let's put an F one race there. Okay,
1: let's go back to Fred. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think I think we're done with Fred. I don't I don't know what else there is okay. to say. Unless you have something else about that. I think he's just being whiny as usual. And he's especially whiny this year, it seems like. Yes, I agree. All right, the last little bit of news before we give you guys the times for Spain, even though I guess we're recording a little bit late, so it may not matter. Yeah, just qualifying and race time, yeah. Okay. Um, Formula One will not replace the canceled Russian Grand Prix. So we're going to have 22 race season this year, not 23. And there was a speculation that we were going to have a double header in Singapore. Um, But that's not going to happen. So we'll just have 22 races. And I guess they were considering um, Qatar as well, or Qatar, however you appropriately say that. I never know. Um, (laughs) Cancel. But there we go we're not gonna have uh the record-breaking 23 race season just 22 so uh, it's gonna be easy on the f1 teams this season oh god thank god spain are we excited for this race with the new track layout ish let's just put it this
0: way we are so not excited for spain It was very difficult to find the motivation in the midst of an exciting Indy 500 week to even find the time to want to record this because I'm exhausted. I've been, you know, at the track for 12 hours a day every day except, like, Monday and Sunday and Monday. And I just don't care about Spain. I don't think it's going to make any difference until they fix that last chicane. Otherwise, it's still a garbage layout. And what other negative things can I say to make this real doom and gloom? If Spain doesn't go off the F1 calendar, F1 is just going to you know,
1: fall off the face of the map in the next six months. Okay. No, that's oh, an exaggeration, but yeah, I'm you not You sound really... like a a YouTube personality from the IndyCar side of things, saying stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I just figured, you know, might as well just swing for the
0: fences here and see what happens. But I, I don't it, It's a crappy, right? It's, really disappointing to have Miami with all the pomp and circumstance and excitement to go into Spain, which is like on a scale of one to 10 excitement, like a two. And then you go to Monaco, which is like a negative two excitement because like Monaco qualifying is awesome because that's the only time all weekend. There's anything that happens that's exciting. So, I just feel like it's like such a letdown after Miami, like May, like,
1: yeah, I, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Given, given that excitement, let's, uh, let's preview the race and give you guys the times because I bet everyone's super amped to watch the race now.
0: Yeah. Um, I hope you really enjoy the race after I just shit all over it.
1: (laughs) Watch it end up being good somehow because we did this. I don't oh i know it, but... i don't no no me either anyway we've got qualifying on saturday i don't know if you'll be listening to this on saturday but we're recording on friday qualifying is at 10 a.m eastern time and the race is at 9 a.m on sunday morning so let's preview who's gonna have a good weekend lewis hamilton podium finish coming okay uh i'm gonna say that (laughs) alonzo's gonna have a good weekend just because he's so cranky that he needs to get a little good karma all right all right bad weekend uh
0: what other fan base can i trigger let's go lando Uh,
1: lando's having a bad weekend okay lando And I will say that it's going to be a bad weekend for George Russell.
0: Okay. All right.
1: You said Lewis is going to have a good weekend. So I had to say that George is going to have a good weekend so that all the people that are saying that uh, George is like the mega talent that's unseated Lewis and is (laughs) destroying him can just kind of go eat their words. All right, that's that's fair. And then, what else do we are we gonna go for? Are we gonna go for uh, surprise Q three, or are we done doing that one? We're starting to get too
0: obvious with that one, but I think for the next two, we can keep it in there because there's a uh, there's usually some surprise. all right so surprise q3 yeah i'm looking at the, sorry i oh. i said let's keep it in there then i was like oh, who's racing again uh let's say surprise q3 or yeah q3 hmm
1: alex alban okay. that red hair continues did you see that i guess uh Yas Capito and who else has their hair dyed red now too? somebody else I just saw yeah
0: one of the other important people there I forget
1: why can't I think of who it was I don't remember but yeah everyone's dying their hair red all right so surprise q3 for me is going to be and uh, let's say Lance Stroll And I feel terrible saying that, but, you know, he made Q3 last week. Maybe he'll continue and Aston Martin's uh, new Red Bull design will work out for them.
0: All right. Yeah, watch watch, like we've been like dogging Aston Martin and their like design copy and they go out and like get like a double podium. I'm not predicting that.
1: Please don't write that down. No, I'm not writing it down. But how did it feel (laughs) to say that? Uncomfortable, sad.
0: Like Lawrence Stroll is standing behind me with a knife. Like, say something nice about me.
1: <laughs> so, wait, did you? Did you hear that? Everybody's speculating that. I mean, people have been speculating for a long time already about this. That um, Vettel is going to retire after this season, and then Alonso is going to go to that Aston Martin seat as like a one last uh, hail mary. I. I feel,
0: I don't know. I guess right now I would say that's a terrible idea. Things could change maybe halfway through the season or later through the season on the Aston Martin upgrades. I don't think it will, but it could,
1: but yeah, I wouldn't do that. But Alonso's really good at making the wrong switch, right? Like at the <laughs> making the switch at the wrong time. So it, that'll probably happen. Like Alpine will win the title right after he leaves yeah okay i want it to happen just for that reason because that's what he's done like at least i would say three times or so yep because like he left mclaren in 2007 or after 2007 and yeah and he left for uh no he left ferrari like right when they were really getting good i think yeah, because then Vettel came
0: in. Vettel came in, right? Yeah. My timeline is a little screwy. I haven't had enough coffee
1: yet today, but. And then, I mean, he left uh, McLaren, right? As they were getting good after his whole comments. <laughs> Not like he was going to win a championship, GP two ended. That, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well.
1: Uh, make sure to set your grid
0: arrival lineup. Actually, by the time you listen to this, it's probably too late. I know some <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, don't set it so ID. that we can move up the. Yeah, the don't the grid. set it. I'm 11th you know, right dilly. now in the grid in the league. I'm like 22nd, which is it's not bad considering no. where I started. So we're moving up. It is what it is. We'll keep it short. Uh, enjoy the F1 race. Enjoy Indy 500 qualifying. Whatever you happen to be watching this weekend, listen to this during it, and we will be back next week to do a recap and preview. The snoozer of monaco everybody have a lovely weekend of racing
1: hey there my name is michael laminato and this is pit pass f1 a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport